0: of shooting, we picked the most difficult set ever. Float, mirrors in every direction. Love it. Welcome to Twilight. You're listening to Another Bite of Twilight, a podcast where we look back on our obsession with the Twilight Saga and continue to freak out 10 years later. All right. Are we ready? we ready. Okay. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hello, whoever's listening.
1: Happy Twilight Tuesday.
0: Happy Twilight Tuesday. Actually, I am pretty sure the day this comes out is going to be a new moon. <gasps> wow, February 1st. Too. Yeah. Let me just check my calendar. Let me see. Do you have a spaces of the moon news? calendar? My Well, my planner has the moon cycle's like in it for some reason oh I love that and yeah new moon on the first wow happy new moon everybody wow (laughs) it's gonna be a dark sky
1: yes oh I think I'm gonna oh never mind (laughs) what I was gonna say I'm gonna get my period that day but
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is totally okay to say. Yeah,
1: it just I feel like that fits for some reason. But
0: yeah, yeah, lunar cycle. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bella has a period. She does, (laughs) and she misses it. As people love to talk about. Yeah, Yeah. she
1: misses it in Breaking Dawn.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) That always felt so weird to me when in Breaking Dawn, that is brought up, I like know. it just feels so like you're being brought to reality all of a sudden, yeah. you know?
1: She never talked about that stuff before, <laughs>
0: yeah. You know, she's lucky though, like she too didn't real. have of it on her honeymoon. She is, oh my gosh, <laughs> I know. Like, if she did, would we have been told? I know, I don't yeah. know, honestly. It's like she lucked out there. Lucky.
1: Like yeah, she got pregnant and like it was a really bad pregnancy, but like now you don't have to worry about wearing a tampon, like in the water. She
0: did luck out. <laughs> yes. And her vampire boyfriend Yeah, like um, that just would have been messy. Having another reason to not sleep with her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. So I'm really excited about today's episode. Me
1: too. Before we get into it, should we clarify some internet things?
0: Yes. Okay. So I just want to
1: say really quick.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, It feels so silly. I bet like most people don't even know know. what we're talking about. It does
1: feel silly. So like we, we also like when it comes to like Instagram, like yeah, we like we're all like so upset when our Instagram got taken down and stuff. We're not, like, that much, like, paying attention to, like, things that are going on, but someone, yeah. oh, basically, someone was getting called out for offensive things they did in the past, but this person who's getting called out has the same name as me, and if you go to their profile, it kind of looks like it's me, like, her <laughs> name is Mel, and then it says her real name is Melissa, and then it says hashtag Twilight Tuesday, and I say that every episode, so... It's very
0: uncanny. Yeah,
1: literally. It kind of looks like it's me, and I don't really, I'm not associated with that. It's a totally different person, so I can see where the confusion could come from, but it's not me. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah. And so there was this Instagram created that was supposed to be, like, Gossip Girl for the Twilight fandom, like, calling people out, but it seemed like it was really just about two people. Yeah, And um, I'm sorry, we're being so shady and vague, but I just don't know if we should like use real names, you know, Yeah. out of privacy. But the other person said that the person, the people who made that Gossip Girl account were a podcast. Yeah, and I also want to make it clear that <laughs> that was not us. Yeah. Um, we literally don't have time for something like that. No. And that was not us, okay? A podcast who
1: <laughs> was at FTF, like, okay, like that makes it sound like it's us, but it's not.
0: <laughs> I know. So Yes, yes, yes. Um, they said a podcast yeah. that was at FTF. Yeah. Um, please <laughs> and- believe us it wasn't us. I don't know how to
1: Yeah, I just want to clarify that we're not involved in any of this on both sides, so. Mm
0: -hmm. (sighs) Anyway. Yeah, it's I guess that's all we have to say about that. Guys, don't hurt Mel. Don't hurt her. Don't hurt me. Mel never did nothing.
1: (laughs) Except not know uh, who directed new moon (laughs) oh didn't you say that was something in an early episode that we like yeah remember
0: yeah i i've been listening to our episodes guys because i'm like working on something um and (laughs) in one of our earlier episodes well first i feel like i should say I forgot and I guess I didn't realize that in our first episodes we were like really returning to Twilight for the first time in forever. You know, neither of us had read the books in years. Like we didn't really remember things that well, but that was kind of the point of the show. We were like revisiting our um, Twilight obsession and we still are, but I couldn't believe some of the things we didn't know when we were talking about the directors and yeah, we were like, "Who directed New Moon again?" Um, no, I was the one that I said David Slade, and you were like, "No, that was Eclipse." But then we were both like, "We oh, couldn't remember I the hottie that is Chris yeah.
1: White." <laughs> I know.
0: Now we, now we would never forget Chris White. No, although um,
1: for a second I did have to think about it just then.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we we've grown and we've changed, and we have done better (laughs) oh and we we know things now (laughs) what were you gonna say totally
1: unrelated i feel like i'm like jumping all over the place today but before we get into this episode i did want to say today when i was doing some cleaning i listened to kristen stewart on Dak shepard's like armchair expert podcast
0: tell me about it it was
1: really interesting so like they obviously worked on zathura together so like a lot of the mm-hmm. episode was them talking about zathura and like it made me want to watch the movie like they both were like what an incredible movie that was like
0: if you didn't really know,
1: yeah if you didn't know you would think that was like the movie of kristen's career from that podcast wow like i should
0: listen to that yeah
1: they, oh my god they were like yeah like and they just don't make movies like that anymore. It was just so funny. <laughs> but so they're like neighbors and she was they're talking kind of like, you know, as if it wasn't a podcast, like just casually. And <gasps> she was saying how like he does like a hayride for Halloween and she was like, "Oh yeah, I jumped on the hayride this year and like I did like, you know, a couple stops and then I jumped off and like you didn't say anything to me." And he was like I didn't even know you were on the hayride, like, I, I was driving the tractor, and I was so busy with the playlist, like, it was just so funny, her, like, <laughs> seeing a hayride roll down the street, and she jumps on. <laughs> That's so cool. Okay, yeah. now I
0: have to listen. It was
1: so funny, and, like, like, they literally were, like, you know, like, we should start, like, a coffee thing in the neighborhood, like, like, a, a block party, like, it was just a casual conversation that felt Aww. so real, like, I feel like, I got to, like, you know, spy in on, like, a friendly conversation with Kristen.
0: That's cool, because that's, like, seeing what she's really like. Yeah.
1: She was talking about when she does, like, print interviews, and she gets so nervous because she, like, you know, it's like a blind date with someone you don't know, so she wants to, like, make the other person feel comfortable, so she'll start, like, saying she's interested in things that she's not interested in just to find, like, common ground with the interviewer. It was so (laughs) funny.
0: Yeah, yeah, I could totally see that. <laughs> does seem intimidating. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, definitely Good suggestion, listen. Mel. Good recommendation. Yeah. I also have one other thing I wanted to share before we get into Nikki Reed. We haven't even said her I name know. yet, but it's in the episode title. Nikki Reed. Anyway, before that, though, you know, I got the Google Alert sent to my email. Mm. There have been some, I guess Taylor Lautner has done some interviews recently. And I got this article that is from The Hollywood Reporter. And it's, this is the headline. It says, Taylor Lautner says he was scared to go out in public amid Twilight fame. And can I just read this quote from him? It's kind of just like about, about, it's kind of sad. It's like about gaining and then sort of losing fame. Ugh yes i know read it it's heartbreaking okay so um it says amid the film's success lotner explained that the fame would become overwhelming and he couldn't live a normal life without being followed or recognized and then this is his quote not many things in life can come and happen overnight fame can i also can disappear overnight when I was 16, 17, 18 years old, waking up and trying to just go out for a walk or go on a date, and I had 12 cars waiting outside my house to follow me wherever I'm going to sh- or show up to an airport or anywhere, and you have thousands of fans screaming, he told Jason Kennedy. Lautner even admitted that for over 10 years, he wouldn't go to a grocery store, movie theater, or mall out mm-hmm. of fear of being recognized. When he finally visited a grocery store, he explains, it felt like freedom. I went so many years either not leaving my house, or if I did, hat, sunglasses, and just, like, scared, Lautner said. It built up something inside of me where I didn't know it, but I was scared to go out. I'd get super anxious to go out, so I just didn't. And then, um, it says, blah, blah, blah. As the level of fame subsided, Lautner admitted he realized how quickly everything can go away. He explained in the moment it got frustrating because you just wanted to live a normal life. But then when that's taken away from you at all, you start to question yourself and start to be like, oh, do people not care about me anymore? When it goes away a little bit, you notice it. And that's the dangerous part because that can mess with your mind. After so much time being away from the spotlight and acting, Lautner has said he feels so much better today than I have in the past four to five years. He credits his fiance for being a large part of guiding him to where he is today. Though he quipped that his fiance was a diehard Team Edward fan when <laughs> Twilight films were released, I converted her, he jokes. One asked if the fame was worth it. Lautner shared that years ago he would have wished he hadn't gone through it, but his perse- his perspective has since changed. If you ask me now, now I say no. I'm happy because of what it's taught me. It's made me who I am now, and for that I'm thankful.
1: Wow. <sighs> that makes me sad, but also very appreciative of his honesty saying that me too i i'm feeling like in love with taylor Lautner lately i don't know what's happening to me Um, Uh oh
0: i know i mean he seems like really real such a great guy it seems like he has been on this journey where like he was really famous and then like wasn't really yeah you know and there were even like videos and stuff saying, like, why isn't Taylor Lautner in movies anymore Yeah, whatever. even um, us on our podcast. Now, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. We've said that. But I feel like that's probably grounded him in a way and yeah. kind of brought him, like, around to this new place where he's, like, whatever, fame is kind of a game and...
1: Yeah. Seems like he's just
0: doing, like, fun roles now and...
1: It's surprising I because not surprising like it makes so much sense but like when I was younger I was so naive and I just thought like Taylor Lautner seemed like someone who was cut out for fame pretty well like he was such a great public speaker uh and yeah he just you know had such a like popular guy like a uh, vibe about him that like I never even yeah. I knew it was like so bad for Rob and Kristen but I didn't even think about the effect it would have had on Taylor back then and I really like that he's, like, vulnerable and speaking on it. And I, I honestly am loving his, like, press tour that he's doing right now. Mm-hmm. Like, he was on Jimmy Fallon, and he said... He was talking about how he met the um, New Orleans Saints football coach um, mm-hmm. back in, uh, like, 2012 or 2011 when he was filming The Breaking Dawns. And he said, like, I was filming the last two Twilight movies, and the whole, like, audience erupted. And then... <laughs> Uh, Taylor's like, oh, yeah. And then, uh, Jimmy Fallon's like, you didn't expect to say Twilight, and no one's gonna react to that. He was like, yeah, I heard Twilight, and I was like, he said Twilight, he said Twilight. <laughs> it was just so,
0: so funny! Cute.
1: Like, the second he mentions it, people go crazy. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: But, That's funny. Well, Taylor, Aww. like, we, we're... Ready for the Taylor Renaissance if you're ready for it. But <laughs> we love you.
0: <laughs> we love you, Taylor. Actually, guess what Charlie, my boyfriend, is watching right now. Oh, that movie? Yeah, that home team <laughs> home movie. Team,
1: yeah. Honestly, I love football. I, I think I might watch it too. <laughs> you should.
0: Yeah, I was really excited. I was like, What are you watching? And he paused it and then I saw the title. I was like, Oh <gasps> we should do a mini episode <gasps> on it. <Yeah. laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm happy for, I don't know, everybody. I'm happy for everybody. Yeah. Well, shall we discuss the one, the only, Nikki Reed. Nikki
1: Reed. Yeah, guys, today's a fun, unique episode. We're talking about the life and career of, you know, our girl Nikki, who played Rosalie. And we've done this for Taylor, Kristen, and Rob, but we haven't done it for any of the supporting actors. So it's, yeah. it's interesting because we know them less.
0: We do, yeah. Why do you think we thought Nikki Reed? You know, I think cause... why is this our first actor that isn't like the main three?
1: Just because she has some notable, like, interesting things about her life like and I also Mm -hmm. in in doing the research I'm like wow she's really been like a million different people throughout her life she has
0: (laughs) that is so true
1: like she's really pivoted quite a bit
0: yeah she has it's pretty crazy yeah I know I think I think her connection to Catherine too is just very interesting Mm -hmm. and um you're right, there are some things we like kind of already knew, so it's intriguing. Yeah. Whereas like Ashley like Ashley Green, for instance, like I really don't know anything. Yeah, me neither. About her besides that <laughs> that book we read in the mini episode. Yeah. Um what was that even called? I'm looking at my bookshelf. Oh, get the scoop supernatural girls. <laughs> I didn't even look at that for this episode. <laughs>
1: We, like, in the past, I feel like, had this impression that Nikki Reed was, like, not the nicest person. But I feel like Mm -hmm. I've shed that assumption in doing my research on her.
0: Me too. I was going to save that for the end. Oh. But, But, yeah, I – I well, yeah, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. So so how we do this is
1: I'm going to start with Nikki's early life and then hand it off to Kelly – to teach me about n- what Nikki has been up to since Twilight.
0: Mm-hmm. Should I get Yay. into it? I'm, I'm really excited for what you're going to say. All
1: right, yeah. I'm excited to share stuff, too. So, Nikki, she, this feel, feels a little bit like a Wikipedia thing, just <laughs> scouting out this information. But she was born
0: in just L.A. Just read the Wikipedia. <laughs>
1: Her mom is Cheryl Houston, a beautician, and her dad is Seth Reed, a production designer. So she was, like, you know, associated with the industry from an early age. She has two mm-hmm. brothers, Nathan Reed and a younger brother, Joey Reed. And her mom's Christian. Her dad's Jewish. She wasn't really mm. raised with religion, but she did have a bat mitzvah. Um, oh. And so her parents got divorced when she was two. And mm. then when she was five her dad started dating Catherine Hardwick. Oh,
0: my God. Which I
1: don't think I really knew. And they dated for a I while. I think I might
0: have known that, but then forgot. Yeah.
1: Because <laughs> I never knew, like, why was Nikki friends with this, like, older woman, like, growing up?
0: Doesn't yeah. Does it make
1: sense? So Makes sense. Catherine was kind of, like, a stepmom to her. And Catherine has said that she considered Nikki, like, a surrogate daughter. Um, Catherine mm-hmm. and Nikki's father broke up but Catherine stayed close with Nikki, and then she actually was friends with Nikki's mom, which is interesting because... like What? You know, that's the ex of her ex.
0: Very Fleetwood Mac. Yeah,
1: and she would do... Catherine seems, like, so chill that she would have no <laughs> issue, you know? She is. She-, she
0: just shows up at, like, the ex's house and is like... Hey, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I brought you something. Like, <laughs> Yeah,
1: she's so nice like that. So, yeah. she, because um, Nikki's mom is a hairdresser, she would do Catherine's hair.
0: Wow. and so That's so nice.
1: Yeah, and Catherine would see Nikki, like, whenever she got her hair done. And so, like, in that way, they, like, stayed pretty cl- connected. hmm So, wow. then when Nikki's 13... She got into, like, some antics. She was pretty rebellious. Um, I didn't really know specifically what she had really done, but, like, you know, in all these interviews, especially when she's talking about the movie 13 she did, she was saying that, you know, it was, like, sex, drugs, like, shoplifting crime, like, just kind of going down a bad path. And she even, like, moved out of her mom's house and was living in an apartment. I re- she was 13 yeah 13 years old honestly that's crazy i don't know how like cps doesn't get involved like if a child's oh living on their God. own child protective services yeah but um, i remember <laughs> yeah. thinking she had gotten <laughs> emancipated but i actually don't know if she actually got legally emancipated
0: that's crazy what apartment <laughs> i know
1: yeah seriously with who also
0: how could you afford that's that so young so
1: young How'd she have the money to do that? So her parents must have been giving her money to have an apartment to pay well, rent, right? What landlord would agree to that?
0: <laughs> maybe she was, like, living with some... I mean, I don't want to, like, make up fake things. Oh, but yeah. Maybe she was, like, living with a guy that was paying for it or something. Oh, you maybe, know? yeah. She
1: definitely wasn't going down a good path. And mm-hmm. Catherine, she had said, When Nikki would turn 13, I started noticing she had completely changed a... Becoming quite angry with her family, her mother, and herself. It started all these changes and difficulties she was going through. So I thought along with her parents that if she could hang out with me, things would get better. And so Catherine said she really wanted Nikki to like have some type of outlet um where she could be creative instead of destroying her life. Um and mm-hmm. she asked Nikki what she wanted to do. Like she was like, we could go snowboarding, we could go to museums, we could do this, and Nikki said that she wanted to act. And Catherine says, I was devastated. I was like, that's going to make you worse and more vain. But then I thought, if that's what she wants to do, I better not be preachy and take her seriously. (laughs) Um, So she was like, okay, well, like, let's write a movie that you would star in. Um, And I don't think they really intended it would be, like, an actual movie. It was just, like, a fun exercise. And so they started off writing a comedy, but they were like, let's just, like, Catherine was like, let's just write about what you're actually going through, Nikki. So that's what they did. And they wrote the script for 13 in just six days. And like I said, it was like just for fun, just like kind of like a therapeutic
0: exercise. Wasn't it like over Christmas break or something? I think so. I didn't know that, but... It's funny, sorry, you know, this is, like, way jumping ahead, but I, like, listened to a couple podcasts with Nikki Reed and, like, interviews, and she said in one that she never wanted to be an actor. Well, yeah, (laughs) I
1: actually have that because there's so many conflicting, like, uh, stories about how 13 came about and how she came about acting in it because everything Catherine says is like Nikki said she wanted to be an actor and that's why we started writing this and even in interviews with Nikki she says that and Nikki does not correct her but then on her own interviews Hmm. late Nikki says I was never supposed to star in the movie I had no acting experience had no interest in in acting but says that um and says that she was even reading with other another person who was cast to play the role of Evie in the movie 13 um, but, I heard her say that. Yeah, but then she says the producers saw it and were like, she has to play it instead. Like, um, especially because it was such a controversial movie that like they didn't think a lot of young actors were like right for the part. Um mm-hmm. but it totally contradicts everything Catherine has said in interviews and like joint things that they've said together about how she wanted to act and that's how she got into it.
0: Yeah, what's the truth? I don't know. Um <laughs>
1: Yeah, she said, she said that literally in a joint interview with Catherine and Nikki only a few years ago, Catherine said that they wrote the script and both agreed that if it ever got funded, Catherine would direct it and Nikki would star in it. And they agreed that mm-hmm. in those six days when they were writing it. Mm. So, I don't know.
0: Um, I know. <laughs> uh Maybe she was young and doesn't really remember that she wanted to. Or... I bet she wanted to be. I don't know. I
1: feel like it's like probably a cooler story to say like I wasn't even supposed to act in it, but
0: yeah. No, I think she was. Maybe she's just trying to, like, cover her butt or whatever because she's like I never had any experience. Yeah, and... she did. But I think she did a good job. Yeah, like,
1: and she did work I don't with know why. Um, an acting coach during the filming of
0: it. Mm. I haven't seen that movie in a while, but I remember before I had ever seen it, I remember seeing it in the video store when I was little and being, like, really scared of it. Yeah. Like, the cover frightened me because they were sticking their tongues out and they had their tongues pierced. I don't know.
1: (laughs) And her tongue was really pierced. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I was thinking I really should watch it since it's, like, somewhat autobiographical but I just couldn't bring myself to I like honestly the story of it kind of reminds me of a friend I had who like went down a bad path I'm sure you know who Mm -hmm. I'm talking about like especially at that age and it's just it's so such a real thing that happens like you know someone is like a straight-a student like an athlete or like you know just you know happy go lucky child and then they get to that age and meet the wrong people and like start Doing drugs and stuff like that. And it's mm-hmm. it's really real and it's honestly hard to come back from. So Nikki's really lucky that like creating that movie was kind of her saving grace.
0: Yeah. Have you seen it before?
1: I've seen it, yeah, like years ago, but like during like when Twilight yeah. was out. So probably like 13 years ago.
0: I know. I remember it being like pretty unsettling. Yeah. I think it's yeah. so It's tough to know. She says
1: it's loosely based on her life, what is real and what is uh, fictional. But the story of 13 Mm -hmm. is um, this character, Tracy, she's a straight-A student who lives with her alcoholic divorced mom um, who has a drug addict boyfriend. And then she gains the attention from the it girl at school, Evie, who invites her to go shopping at the mall. And Tracy, then she steals a wallet when they're going shopping and then they become best best friends because, like, really... Presses Evie and they start doing, mm-hmm. you know, bad girl things, doing drugs, getting piercings, stealing, and having sex. I, I don't know if they really have sex in the movie. I'm not sure. Um, don't remember. Nikki said that she somewhat regrets how her family was betrayed in the film because it's a limiting perspective. Um, she, but she said I her, heard family... her say that
0: too. Oh yeah, <laughs> well, she must really repeat these
1: same things.
0: It was on like a sustainability podcast. Oh wow.
1: <laughs> She's, but she said like her family was like really supportive of making the film and open to her just letting it all out there and never really criticized mm-hmm. it or anything.
0: Yeah, I thought that was cool of her though, like a very mature thing. Like she said she kind of regretted mm-hmm. that... Her family was kind of portrayed in just this one way, and that it wasn't the whole story. And I think she was trying to say, like, that they were good parents too. Yeah, that's um, really mature. Yeah, but then the the women on the podcast were like, "Well, like, you can't show everybody's perspective. Yeah, like, that's fine." Um, and also, she said but she she kind of made it. Oh, sorry. Oh no, you were gonna say. She kind of made it sound like her family got, like, I don't know, harassed in a way, or yeah. like people were contacting her parents and saying stuff yeah i think that's Uh tough about like
1: i can't imagine what it's like to be literally 13 years old and you write such a personal film and the whole world knows that it's based on your own life yeah like when she was in the film she was 14 and when it came out she was 15 doing press for it that must be crazy that's way too like recent To then have to, like, Mm -hmm. give interviews and stuff to people you don't know talking about that.
0: That's really unusual, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I think most people don't reflect on their life and put it out there publicly until they're, like, much older. Yeah. So, that's crazy. Just thinking
1: about the stuff that, like, I went to when I was 13. Like, I couldn't even, like, talk about my feelings with, like, my own friends or, like people I was really close with let alone like to have that on such a public stage for everybody to see and write articles about and stuff that's that's got to be really hard it
0: would suck for that to still follow you you know Yeah. like the things that I really cared about back then maybe there's some things that are the same but like a lot of it I feel so distanced from so I would feel like ugh. not even me anymore like stop asking me about that yeah and it's yeah she really
1: sympathizes for her family like it was hard for me I can't even imagine how hard it was for them like they didn't even get to tell their side but at the same time like she also says the movie's called 13 it's about being 13 so it's gonna be from a 13 year old's perspective yeah and that makes sense but so her she doesn't
0: need to have like the parents plot line no whatever
1: no, but her, she played Evie in the film, but the character of Tracy, the one who was a straight A student, but then gets involved with all of these things, is the character who's based on her real life. Mm-hmm. And she was played by Evan Rachel Wood. Um, and they were yep. really close friends, her and Evan Rachel Wood. And it seemed like they had that kind of friendship that's like super intense that, you know, sometimes you have with like a female friend um they Mm -hmm. did some press like for the 10-year anniversary and they were describing like that when the movie came out there was all these comparisons between them and that really drove a wedge between them and they describe it like a breakup like they didn't speak for 10 years um wow and evan rachel wood did an interview like saying she had a crush on nikki and said your first girlfriend kind of represents your first time exploring love and what it means to love someone like that outside of your family. And it, oh, Sorry, this is what Nikki said, actually. Outside of your oh. family, and it's not necessarily sexual, although your body's going through all these crazy things. The most making out I'd done up to that point in my life was with Evan in this movie, and that was my first time experiencing what it was like. And so you have all these crazy feelings and things that, that are happening. It's all mixed into one. Whoa. In in that same interview Evan said that she had a crush on Nikki, but I couldn't Wow and save that quote.
0: Yeah, I read that they didn't talk for like ten years but now we're friends again.
1: Yeah. Oh my god, I feel like you know it's everything. Nice.
0: <laughs> no, I mean I just think that a lot of like recent articles are just rehashing yeah things that i fast, you know. When I was looking at like recent things, so. yeah, I definitely don't know everything.
1: This movie, though, <laughs> like she was also credited as a director on it too. So she's a screenwriter, director, and actor at just 14 years old. Um, mm-hmm. And it was very successful. Holly Hunter, actually, who played her mom in the film, was nominated for an Academy Award.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah,
1: like it was a really critically acclaimed film.
0: Wow. Oh, my God. So, it was funny. On one of the podcasts, they were talking about that, like how she was so young when she did all of those things. Mm-hmm. And I feel I don't remember their names, but the women were like, wow, you're making me feel bad. I feel like I need to work on my screenplay, whatever. And that was cute. Nikki Reed was like, for the record, me too. Like, I set the bar way too high for myself. Back then. (laughs) I mean, that is so
1: impressive, but I do have to say, like, she is privileged in that she was such close friends with Catherine Hardwick, who, oh, yeah. A sister in that. Like, I don't know, you know, how much she actually wrote herself and. How much, yeah, Catherine it's
0: not did. like she wrote this script and like worked on it for ages and then pitched it to people, and, yeah, you know she what had I mean? like it's not the
1: same huge leverage there to be friends with a screenwriter and someone in the industry, <laughs>
0: yeah, she didn't have to like assemble this film for herself, no, and, no, you like, know, I'm sure it's Catherine not the same,
1: did all the heavy lifting, actually. So, also, it was like Catherine was after she wrote it she was like nikki went back to school she went back to the eighth grade on monday and i was sitting at home like wait i really want to make this movie and so she ended up getting two million dollars in funding from some like independent film um uh agency or not agency Mm -hmm. I, i forget the word but like only a grant or something? Yeah, grant. Only $2 bucks though, which is not a lot, because they did get big names like Holly Hunter, but all the actors in it agreed to low wages since they really loved the script. Wow. And
0: um, it only took 25 days to film. Wow. Yeah, that's not a lot, because even Twilight's budget was like $30 million, and that's yeah. considered low. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, they, wow. they wore all their own uh, outfits in the movie, yeah um, I thought it was funny, this is not that interesting, but in the film, you know, they're smoking and snorting things and they're actually smoking mm-hmm. catnip and snorting
0: vitamins. Wow, no way. Yeah. That's so
1: funny. I wonder if like adult actors smoke for real in movies or if they smoke like catnip too.
0: Um I mean, is it supposed to be like weed or cigarettes? I'm like, sure they smoke cigarettes. You think so?
1: Yeah. Yeah. What about weed? Do you think they really smoke it in films?
0: I don't know. Hmm. Let's
1: see if we had I a, just don't know. Uh, Kristen on the show, we could ask her. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's yeah, so funny. In this podcast,
1: she was talking like Sathura was like one of the best films she's ever made.
0: Wow. <laughs> That's so cute. I love that. I know. Good.
1: <laughs> I know. I'm happy about that.
0: I want to watch it now, too.
1: Anyway, back to Nikki. So, at 15 years old, after 13 came out, she returned to school but said she had to drop out again because the mothers of her classmates had come to school and were harassing her about the film 13. Mm.
0: That's Man. crazy. Um, That's
1: horrible. At 15, she also appeared on The Ellen Show, and she talks about how she was getting her permit test the next day. And I just watched this clip, and... I. I don't really have anything to say other than for a teenager, she's very eloquent and personable and confident and I think like you could tell at this age, like she is has the capability of being a big star.
0: Mm-hmm. Aww.
1: And then after thirteen, she worked with Catherine again in the film Lords of Dogtown, which is a California skateboarding movie. Um I should see that. Yeah, I should see it, too. I was so embarrassed when we interviewed Catherine. I was like, are those snowboards on your wall? (laughs) Uh, um, After that, she
0: was
1: was in a film, Man of God, which is a low-budget indie drama about a 15-year-old prostitute who falls in love with a 50-year-old rabbi
0: um oh my goodness I don't think
1: she's a prostitute but i can't tell there's like not a lot known about this film online <laughs> wow i like went to the imdb and i That's thought i was literally gonna get a virus like trying to watch the video that they have like i don't know <laughs> i couldn't find a trailer or anything so oh my god Yeah, very scandalous, and that's a theme for her movies that she was in after 13, so she also was in an indie role in the American crime movie American Gun, but small role, very small role, but then after that, 16 years old, okay, she stars in an indie movie called Minnie's First Time, which is about a high school senior who has a sexual affair with her stepfather, and they devise a plan to kill her mom. And it is produced by Kevin Spacey and stars Alec Baldwin. And I've never actually seen this film in its entirety, but I've seen clips online and, like, the trailer watching, um, like, f- researching this. And this movie seems so weird and, like, like it was entirely made to be perverted and just, like, unnecessary. Like, literally, Nikki... It sounds
0: crazy.
1: Nikki is just 16 years old during this film, filming... Sex scenes with a forty-six-year-old Alec Baldwin. Oh my God! And they would literally like have sex in these scenes, like not oh literally, my but in his. It seems like she was typecasted, kind of. Yeah, like oh, she's a bad, bad girl. girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, oh my God. Then in his memoir, Alec Baldwin said that he didn't know she was sixteen and was furious when he found out. But the producer of that movie actually got on Twitter and was like, that's not true. Alec knew the whole time and he didn't care at all. So I just thought that was interesting <laughs> that there was, like, a whole feud on Twitter about that and Alec.
0: Wow.
1: I don't know. I think that's odd. That's crazy. It's crazy. I don't know. It's crazy he's being publicly called out for lying in that instance because he also... I mean, I don't want to say. I I feel kind of bad for him about the whole gun situation on that movie, Russ. Oh yes, yes. But yes. he's also like saying, "I didn't know the gun was real. I didn't know that there were bullets in it." It's like, oh, you know, it seems like you have a history of like lying about stuff like that. Maybe so, mm.
0: you know, can you believe him? I don't know. It's so tough, you know, when you don't know these people, it's so tough to know what is true.
1: Yeah. But you should really watch this trailer, because it's like, why did they make this movie? Like, it seems like a porn, like, (laughs) like a porn fantasy. It's really, like, pedophilic. It's like like.
0: Lolita, but worse. Yeah. And it doesn't look like like, it's a good movie. Do they actually kill the mom?
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Oh, my God. It's
1: like, I don't know, what's the point of that, you know?
0: The rabbi one sounds very insane yeah
1: so then she was also in another movie called cherry crush which is a thriller where she plays a cello player who like i don't get the premise like she just like poses for a lot of nudes for this guy <laughs> can't really follow the plot <laughs> what but... the fuck? why were her parents letting her do these movies <laughs> yeah like i really don't get it like she was all her films after 13 before twilight were all like very highly sexualized roles mm-hmm. like she's always playing someone mature yeah. for her age
0: I can't remember that well, but she was on the OC too, and I feel and I used to really like the OC, but I haven't watched it in forever. I feel like her character was kind of like that too. Yeah, very seductive. Yeah, I remember being pissed. Like, I hated her character on the show because she was like getting in between a couple. Like, she was this sexy lady. You know what I mean? Yeah. No.
1: Yeah, and she was on that with Cam Diagonte, too, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I actually don't remember him at all. I watched Oops. a scene of that. Maybe I'll rewatch it someday. Oh, you did? Yeah.
1: But I, I had, haven't actually really seen the O.C., so I, out of context, it made no sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> so this is random, but, like, in light of the whole Britney Spears movement, I... Thought I'd bring it up. I'm sure she doesn't agree with these comments now, but when she was 15
0: or 16,
1: she was interviewed about Britney Spears, or not about her, but about music, and she said this. I had
0: no idea where this was going. (laughs) This
1: is what she said about Britney in an interview. Sex sells. Mm -hmm. She's using that. If that works for her, wonderful. But instead of moving on and becoming a less sexual person and maybe using talents to move your career forward, she's going into the Christina Aguilera phase, which is like a porn star image. That's not helping the problem, which is that girls are growing up way too fast. They're wearing clothes to no- close to nothing on the streets, and it's okay for them to look 25 when they're 13, she says, sounding a little prim and moralistic in a print interview, which is like she's only young. Like I feel like I thought stuff like that when I was that age, but it's just odd because then she's also in these very sexualized roles at
0: that age, you know? Yeah, that is weird. It seems like maybe she was... When did she say that? Like, around what time in her At uh, 16 years old. I know, because that's totally what she was doing. Yeah. Through her acting. But maybe she was kind of unknowingly projecting that onto Britney Spears. Yeah,
1: maybe. I mean, I don't fault her at all for saying that, but it seems yeah. like, like the... Industry was also kind of doing the same thing to her with the role she was being cast as.
0: Yeah. So maybe she felt like things were sexist, and then was just kind of putting that on to Britney. Yeah, I'm sure. She, really I'm sure Nicki
1: Reed is like full on free Britney, like totally. Um, oh yeah.
0: Wouldn't believe that. I mean, just because she says that doesn't oh, really yeah. mean anything. Oh yeah. And that was so long ago. So I, I feel like when you're a teenager, you just say so many things about so many yeah honestly names, I don't know.
1: think like reporters should even interview teenagers like I don't know they're too young like for anything they say to like be put in print forever
0: yeah I agree and here I am I mean, reading it <laughs> is true I'm, I'm reading this book right now Why We Sleep I'm so into it and I know people say it all the time but like it is actually very true that teenagers brains are not done developing no And that's why they need to sleep more.
1: Yeah. And they sleep
0: less. And random. But teenagers' circadian rhythms actually do change during that time period of their life where they don't get tired until later at night. Mm. So they need to sleep later. But it's like a disaster because school starts so early.
1: Yeah. I remember getting like three hours of sleep in high school.
0: Me too. that was normal. It's so bad for your, like, development emotions and everything. It's... Horrible. So I bet that's I why depression is, this.
1: like, so re- prevalent, like, in it is. people of our generation.
0: It literally is. And it's not till you're, like, a little older that your circadian rhythm kind of brings you back down to, you know, feeling tired a little earlier mm. in the night. And it's just not fair, you know? No. Anyway, all to say, Nikki, who knows what she thinks now, but yeah, she needs exactly.
1: Exactly. I just <laughs> think there was some irony there with yeah. the trajectory her career was on at that point. Um, but everything totally changed for her with Twilight. So Catherine had handpicked Nikki to play Rosalie because she thought she'd fit the role well. And Nikki said that she loved that everybody would hate her for wanting to break Bella and Edward up. So again, like she's still kind of cast into the bad girl role. Yeah. Like, again, That she's is still weird, cast. though. Yeah.
0: Why does she say that why did I she like that?
1: Where, Where is she just playing like a sweet, you know, uh, nice yeah. person?
0: <laughs> and I think I, that's why, I remember that quote. Oh, what? Part? I think that's
1: why I thought she wasn't a nice person because she's always playing these roles where she... I know. ...isn't that kind.
0: And I think I did know about her saying that she liked idea of people hating her mm-hmm. for that reason and I think that that always turned me off of her it's like what yeah. the heck is wrong with her why does she like the idea of breaking up Bell and Edward yeah you know? very antagonistic but it is, like she played Evie but like you said her real self was technically Evan Rachel Wood's character yeah which was like more of a sweet character and innocent yeah you know.
1: Oh, yeah, not to go back to 13, but her and Evan were talking about um, the final scene in the movie, and, like, a lot is going on to Tracy at the time, and she's, like, having a meltdown or something, and she said a lot of people were like, why is Evie crying in this scene? And, like, she wasn't really supposed to cry in it, but she was like, I just couldn't help it. Like, I was just so emotional watching Evan's performance, and, like, it was you know crazy because like that was my life so she like burst into tears and like it's it stayed in the movie but she was like if i, I think Aww. if i was a little bit of a better actor i would have realized that evie wouldn't be crying in this scene like she wouldn't be showing that type of emotion here
0: mm. but
1: like she genuinely i don't just remember cried. the scene
0: i don't remember the scene but like i don't even know if that's true i i do think sometimes when you see somebody You know, getting really upset. I I always feel, like, compelled to cry, too. Yeah.
1: And I think, like, yes, like, Evie's character is supposed to be, like, you know, kind of cold, like, this tough girl. But, like, Mm -hmm. she's still a 13-year-old. So, and, like, there's a lot of pain there. So, like, she has to break down. Yes. I agree. So... During the Twilight years, her and Kristen Stewart, they became really fast friends. And Nikki said, if it weren't for Kristen, this would have been a lot more overwhelming. Uh, But Kristen and I are best friends, and so to have her along, not along, I mean, I'm supporting her in this. I don't know, you know? (laughs) I mean, have her along. You know what I mean? To be a part of it together. (laughs) and um she also chris and i had a very natural progression to our friendship she was in a rehearsal on her own on her own a lot as was i but we came very close over the months and now i'm like a part of her family and there are a lot of pictures of them early on really comfortable like you know hugging even kissing holding hands like they were very very close now this is Mm. where i'm getting into like type territory and like <laughs> yeah. I feel a little shady about that but these are things that like have been widely speculated so you guys know.
0: I know what you mean. I have some of that later too. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so Nikki and Rob are rumored to be hooking up during the filming of Twilight. Um wow. I have to say though Nikki told Seventeen Magazine that that wasn't true and they were never together but according to blind items which blind items being anonymous tips that people have sent in which again Mm -hmm. i just want to say these are all alleged um yeah we do not take them as fact so you can take from them what you will but according to blind items they were hooking up but never officially together and apparently rob during this time was somewhat of a player and would hook up with a lot of people and also had pretty (gasps) open feelings for kristen But Nikki, according to Blind Items, thought that they had something more going on. We don't know. We don't know. I don't want to spread rumors. I'm just reporting what I've read. It's so
0: frustrating. It's like, we'll never know. No. Probably.
1: I could see Nikki writing a book. I mean, she wrote a movie.
0: That would be cool. But still, it's like, you never know. Like, it's even, when it comes to actors... And, like, public figures, I feel like it's tough to trust what they say sometimes. Mm -hmm. I'm like, how do I even know if they're telling the truth or if they just... You know, when she says, like, that's not true, how do we know that's true? Exactly. (laughs) And also,
1: of course, she'd say it's, like, not true because... I don't know. He didn't even say that he was dating Kristen, so... They were just Mm -hmm. hooking up. They're not going to announce that. Uh,
0: It's, like... I don't know. I could see it being true, but also it could be just some fun made-up story. I
1: 100% that her and Rob were hooking up during Twilight because there is a picture on the internet where she's holding his crotch in his pants, but... Oh, yeah. (laughs) You don't touch a friend there.
0: Yeah, that's so true. Um, That's too far.
1: There's a lot of pictures of them, too, like, leaving bars and stuff together.
0: Something must have happened. Yeah. I believe it. Something.
1: So by the time that New Moon rolls around, Rob and Kristen were more open about their feelings for each other. You know, it's like widely reported that they both had chemistry and like there were even pictures mm-hmm. of them together, like at that Kings of Leon concert. Um mm-hmm. so then Kristen dumps her boyfriend Michael Angarana, who Nikki Reed is close friends with for Rob. Yeah. Um, Or she might have cheated on him. Like, we don't really know. But it's rumored Mm. that that caused a rift in their friendship. I don't know if Nikki was upset that Kristen got with Rob after Nikki was hooking up with him or if that Nikki blamed her for the breakup with Michael or if it's a little bit of both. I'm not sure. But, like, that whole thing definitely... Made it so her and Kristen like weren't as close as they were before, mm-hmm. allegedly. Man. Then because yeah, I
0: do feel like later in the series, it didn't really seem like they were friends. No.
1: Then there mm. um is a blind item that is allegedly. Nikki, saying this to someone, I don't really know how it works, but again, let's take this with a grain of salt because it could totally be fake and it doesn't even say it's from nikki but people definitely associated it with her she's the number one suspect so okay this is in nikki's voice what is she blathering on about no one forced her to pretend to date her co-star she signed a contract with terms for participation she did it to make the films popular and to raise her own popularity and her own salary each time a new film was made, this wasn't some altruistic gesture. It was all selfish. She made an enormous amount of money from this. Her pretense that she is oh so above it all and that she wanted their relationship to be pure is rubbish. Frankly, I'm gobsmacked that she would try to portray herself as some sort of poor, unwitting victim. She signed up for this.
0: <gasps> now we do no. have to no no
1: I don't I don't believe it. If I was Toring the on Dunzo, I would take this as fact and say yeah. that Rob and Kristen had a PR relationship and that is why Nikki was not friends with Kristen anymore, because she's so above it. I don't think yeah. that I just wanna make that clear. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think it's really that scandalous, but this just gives you some insight, I think, to like where some of the rumors come from. Mm hmm. Oh my god. No. I know.
0: I, I would, would literally believe die.
1: I would believe a version of that that she doesn't that she didn't have sympathy for Rob and Kristen for their relationship. Yeah. And I think if you felt scorned from either party there, then like you would think like, Well, you chose this. You didn't have to date him, like you didn't have to break up with your boyfriend for him. So I could see mm-hmm. that but I don't think that like she signed a contract and had a fake relationship and I mean
0: I would literally die. Oh my
1: god. Same.
0: Why is it still in 2022 we're, like, debating if it was real or not? <laughs> it's
1: 100% real, and I think it's such an insult to both Rob and Kristen to think that they're the kind of people who would have a fake relationship.
0: I know. But, like, who... I don't even know. Who knows who does and what type of person does it? and They don't seem like the type. And I know. We've seen so many things like them on that rooftop together for instance like okay we don't need to get into it i again, know i know i but. was like <laughs> this could almost be the more robson episode i know i just guys i need some assurance because i've been like listening to this these charming kitties like podcasts and he always talks about fake relationships and then i read that seven husbands of Evelyn hugo book which is about a lot of pr relationships and i just need some assurance that they're real (laughs) see troy is basing
1: his narrative for his episode so this is a podcast called dunzo which we are big fans of
0: yeah Um, well now he has like a different podcast called beyond the blind
1: okay yeah so that
0: kelly williams mm -hmm. so
1: and yeah we're talking about him like we're friends with him (laughs) i
0: know (laughs) know. we're just (laughs) listeners um but no he they really don't like, they kind of just read the blinds, and, like, that's it.
1: But doesn't it seem like they take the blind items, like, as fact? Like, they yeah. know the truth about these people because of the blind items?
0: Yeah, very rarely, and I think it's more Kelly will say, like, I don't know if I believe this, mm. but they do. And, I mean, I think it's kind of hard to find blind blind items, so, like, I applaud them for even, like, putting them all together and stuff. Yeah. But, and they... they think that when you like keep reading something over and over that there's got to be some truth to it but like it they don't really know yeah it's, they do say at the beginning of the episode it's alleged but they yeah it's not fact they seem to believe it though
1: it's interesting that i this, know du moi, like it seems like a lot of those blind items are true
0: i know but same for that though like they could be not yeah i don't know
1: I am very curious about the people who, like, host blind items on their website or, like, Instagram page, how they verify the source, if they do it all.
0: I know. Yeah, something to look into.
1: Because <laughs> what's stopping me from submitting a blind item, like, Rob and Kristen are getting back together?
0: <laughs> I know, right? You know,
1: and starting that rumor. Should
0: we, like, do that as just, like, an experiment? I feel
1: like we could manifest it. just kidding they're both happy
0: (laughs) we could do something not that crazy like that they still text
1: yeah another rumor for (laughs) the divide between kristen and nikki stems from the fact that nikki was supposed to co-star in a movie called k-11 which was written by kristen's mom jules Uh, oh yeah she pulled out of the movie like kind of during the twilight years but Kristen mm. also pulled out of the movie later on, so <laughs> I don't know if that was personal or if it was just because there was, like, issues with getting the movie off the ground.
0: How can you pull out of your mom's movie?
1: I know. I think she had some involvement, if I'm not mistaken, but she didn't star in it.
0: <laughs> like, sorry, Mom. I'm not doing that.
1: I know. I, <laughs> I think her brother might have been in it, but I'm not sure.
0: I feel like I remember for years, like, thinking that that was going to happen... Yeah. ...soon. You know, it was, like, on her IMDb. Yeah. It took a a really long time to
1: make it, I think. Mm. That could be a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff, though. Like, maybe they weren't getting funding. Maybe Nikki was like, you know, I can't really commit to this, like... For years into the future. I'm just not sure what I'm going to be doing at that point. You know? It's like
0: a... It could be so many things. Yeah.
1: And... All this is to say, though, like, honestly, I was watching videos from the press tours of Eclipse and the Breaking Dawns, and Nikki seems pretty cordial with Kristen and Rob. Like, I don't think they remained as close as they were, especially her and Kristen, but it doesn't seem like they don't like each other. Like, they did a good job Mm. of not making it obvious if that was the case. Like, they'll, like, you know, respond to each other and, like, say things, like, in high regards... Of each other, so I really don't think it was like anything that dramatic or scandalous. Mm.
0: Yeah, people Who grow up. So yeah.
1: During the twilight years, Nikki also starred in several limited release films. They're really not well known at all, and um, they didn't really perform well with audiences or critics. So I figured it's Aww. like not really that worth covering. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For like when I get to my half, like. I didn't really look into her movies much. Yeah, like,
1: it's so funny on that podcast yeah. with Dak Shepard. He was like, you know, like on these podcasts, I have to talk with the actors about their movies, and I hate talking about the movies with them. He was like, I hate having to watch it and discuss it. But your movie, I really liked.
0: <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh um, my gosh, I feel like I have something related to that, but I'll get to it later. Okay.
1: So, also, the other thing, we talked about this before, but Nikki said she identified as being Team Jacob because Jacob is just there.
0: (laughs) Didn't she say something like she used to? Yeah, well, she said, she said,
1: when I was younger, I think I would have been more into the bad boy, like Edward. Yeah. So. I feel like that's her being a Jacob, but okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I can hear her voice saying that.
1: So, then, finally, towards the end of Twilight, during, actually, like, a package that they shot for American Idol, um, the American Idol season 11 cast attended the premiere of Red Riding Hood, which is directed by Katherine Hardwick, and
0: obviously... Oh, yeah, I saw that in theaters.
1: Yeah, I've actually never seen it. Um, I actually
0: enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, it seems, obviously, I think anything Katherine Hardwick does is probably gold, so... I should watch it.
0: It was cool. It was kind of Twilighty, like the kind of a dark romance vibe, you know.
1: I would, I should see. It. I should watch every single thing Catherine Hardwicke has ever directed. I know. Um, but so Nikki obviously was there because she's so close with Catherine, um, and she met the cast of American Idol, and it seems like Nikki <gasps> from this package was a fan of the show and also a fan of Paul. Like she was like, "I love you. I'm blushing." But Paul is like, who is that? Oh, she's an actress? Like, it doesn't seem like he knew who she was. And their camera shows, like, them literally meeting and, like, kind of flirting with each other. And it's just so cute because, like, they then fell in love. Like, it really looks like love at first sight caught on camera on the red wow. carpet, which is crazy. That's so cute. Yeah. And then only a month later, Paul told E! News that they were dating in a couple. He said... I knew from this, and she said, actually, I knew from the second I met Paul, and I think he did too, that there was something different about that feeling. Reed says, when asked if it was love at first sight for the pair, it wasn't just a feeling when you meet and you think that person's hot. It takes a very long time to think something is real and trust in things. So although I felt something, we dated for four whole weeks where I didn't even kiss him or hold his hand. For four weeks, we spent every day together and hung out, and that way it felt slow.
0: Mm. That's wow cute.
1: and only two months after that they got engaged and
0: oh my goodness she talked
1: about people thought it was too fast and she told people magazine i love him and i don't care i've ne- never met anyone like him i've never met anyone who has such a good solid heart and comes from such a good solid family and is just a genuine person we have the exact same sense of humor i've never laughed so much with anyone as i do with him which is cute. Mm. And they got married. Oh my god, it sounds so cute. I know. They got married in October. It is a little fast, but Yeah. In October two thousand eleven in Malibu with a hundred guests. Um and I think what? the only person from the Twilight franchise who went, if I'm not mistaken, was Taylor Lautner. <laughs> uh Was Jackson not there? Oh wait, maybe Jackson was there because she is really close friends with him. Actually, I think Elizabeth Reaser was there too. <laughs> I'm totally lying. Wasn't
0: now. um Alexa Vega? Oh yeah, her maid of honor, her matron she's, of honor. Yeah, she's best mm-hmm. friends
1: with Alexa Vega, from Spy Kids. That's
0: cool. That's cool random but cool
1: yeah so then her and paul began collaborating on music together and filmed a music video to their song now that i found you and she's a really good singer i didn't know that at all till that came out like mm-hmm. when did she have time to like also sing on top of everything um, oh my gosh
0: she we'll get this later she does so much yeah
1: she's very multi-talented
0: she's very creative
1: um and I actually really liked their music together. You know, obviously, there's that song on the Breaking Dawn soundtrack. I really love the song that they do together called Goodbye. I think it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and they released a whole EP together and, like, went on tour. And she did these interviews being, like, how their relationship is all about compromise. Like, he had, like, 30 shows in a year, and, like, she went to a lot of them. But I have a feeling that that's going to end up being the demise of their relationship. But I don't know, because I'm going to <laughs> pass it off
0: to you. Oh, uh, Wait, now you're passing it off to me?
1: Yeah, because that's kind of the end <gasps> of Twilight.
0: Oh my gosh. I know, I,
1: I feel bad, because I feel like nothing I shared is, like, really new to you, but...
0: No, no, there actually was a lot of new things. Mel, you listen back to this episode, you will realize I learned a lot of things. <laughs> okay. I did. <laughs> okay, so, wow. All right. After Twilight, she, even though she was doing music with Paul, she did some more acting, too. She was in a thriller in 2013 called Enter the Dangerous Mind. I had never heard of it. Mm. And <laughs> then she was in the movie Empire State in 2013 that starred Michael Angarano. Oh. Liam Hemsworth and Dwayne Johnson. Liam Hemsworth? Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? Hmm?
1: Liam Hemsworth? or
0: Yeah. Chris? Okay.
1: That is interesting. Yeah.
0: Everyone is so connected. It's crazy. It, it makes um, you think she
1: must have stayed close with Michael.
0: Yeah. It makes you think. You know. Well, cause also, they probably talked about Kristen.
1: Yeah. Because <laughs> also Catherine Hardwick directed episodes of This Is Us starring... Michael
0: and Grano. Oh, oh my gosh, they're all so connected yeah. still. In 2013, she was also, so she was in like a couple of movies, in this movie called Pawn, and there were like a bunch of actors in it, but the one that st- stood out to me was Jessica Zor, who played Vanessa in Gossip Girl. <laughs> oh. I saw her in the poster, I was like, cool. But yeah, I I think, like you said, like I don't think any of these movies were like that, critically acclaimed or successful which is sad um it seems like in 2013 post twilight she was doing a lot of fundraisers and charity party type of things like there were just so many instances of her going to charity events and events and promoting things Mm um (laughs) that's uh, nice yeah, it is nice. It's nice, but part of me was also kind of like, what is she doing? It seemed like she was, like, a little in flux. You yeah,
1: know? she does seem like a philanthropist.
0: Yeah, she, oh, she totally is. More on that later. So, January 2013, apparently she was at Ni- Nina Dobrev's birthday party <gasps> with Anna Kendrick and Nina's current boyfriend, Ian Somerhalder.
1: Interesting.
0: Yes. Spoiler alert. It, I know it's kind of devastating because her relationship with Paul seems so cute, but spoiler, Ian is her future husband. Your
1: future <laughs> husband. <laughs>
0: yeah. Future second husband. <laughs> um. In 2013, there was also this mtv article i found that was called twilight forever nikki reed doesn't remember what happens in first film (laughs) but it's kind of an exaggeration actually like obviously that headline got me and i was like oh yes this is why i don't like nikki reed but really in it they asked her because i think this they were at some event it was promoting the forever twilight Mm. dvd collection thing which you own yes (laughs) and so they asked her, and I think Peter Facinelli and Jackson maybe like the last time they watched Twilight, and she said, "I'm always working during the premieres. Mm-hmm. I watched the first Twilight because it was on TV the other night, so I was just flipping through the channels. It's exciting because I don't remember what happens." Oh, so, yeah, it.
1: that's like they really spun that. Also, she obviously like appreciates the series if she's at an event after it's over. I know DVD.
0: I know, they made it seem like she literally couldn't remember the yeah. movie. I'm sure she did remember the plot. She just didn't you remember know. every
1: little detail to it.
0: Yeah. I also came across this headline which I thought was like kind of funny. It was November 6, twenty thirteen, that she was seen leaving the Trump Hotel in oh, New really? York with Paul McDonald, Pharrell Williams and Lily Eldridge. Who's a model. I'm like, I don't know why all these people were at Trump Soho Hotel. What but year was this? Yeah. 2013. Oh,
1: it's just 2013. Okay.
0: Yeah, it was a long time ago. Yeah. It's just a coincidence.
1: <laughs> I feel like if someone did that in 2017, it would send a message. Oh, yeah. 2013, it's like, who cares?
0: I know, because back then, it was kind of just like, he's this businessman, you know? Yeah,
1: exactly. He's a reality TV star.
0: Yeah, but it kind of shocked me seeing that headline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I guess in 2014, she directed a documentary for a TV series called Nine for Nine Shorts. I think it was like about female athletes or something. Um, I don't know that much about that, but that's cool. She did some directing. So, okay, now we get into her and Paul. I don't really know much about that. I'm sorry. I feel like I should know more. <laughs> but in March 2014, they apparently separated after not living together for the past six months. Oh, that's a long um, time. Because, like you said, I think because of work obligations and like mm-hmm. being separated. And this was like the official statement. It said, after much consideration, Nikki Reed and Paul McDonald are ending their marriage... They have been living separately for the past six months due to work obligations. They will continue to share their love of music and are still working on their debut album, I'm Not Falling, releasing in 2014. They remain best friends and look forward to their continued journey together.
1: I didn't realize they they were still working on their album when they broke up.
0: Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. I I feel like they were pretty private about that. Like, I don't know any more details really like well did you down. listen to
1: his music after
0: no i did not. oh my god did it you re-
1: yeah it does send a message i do think he was completely heartbroken and she's the one who broke up with him
0: oh i don't my gosh. know
1: but like he even he has a song called over it's very emotional and it makes it sound like this is what he wanted it to seem like who knows if it's true that nikki was like reaching out to him while she was with ian
0: <gasps> it's like you're, so this is, like, his solo work. After. Yeah, his
1: solo work. And, like, he has, oh, he has a song that kills me called First Loves. And, like, oh my God. the thing is, like, um you know, about being so heartbroken, but it's, like, that their love will go on forever because, like, first loves lasts forever. Like, it's just, yeah. all of it is so emotional. Like, he has a song called Modern Hearts that's, like, about how, like, it's impossible to get over someone when you can see pictures of them online with someone else. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all just mm. very, you know, I think transparent that he was the one who was dumped.
0: Yeah. It's, it's crazy because she seemed so head over heels for him. And they seem to have such a cool thing going, you know, with the music. It's like, what happened? Yeah.
1: And but it just seemed like love at first sight.
0: I know. it's it. When you were ta- talking about that, it was making me really sad just knowing where it goes. Um And, okay, I don't want to start shade or anything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And this is me just speculating, but, like, she actually had been friends with Nina Dobrev. I'm not really sure where the friendship started, but, like, they were friends, and she knew Ian. And so, like, part of me is a little skeptical if, you know, did she leave Paul for Ian? Yeah, yeah. Or, or, I don't know, maybe well, not. because she got but with like,
1: Ian very quickly after being with Paul.
0: Yeah, she did. So, Ian and Nina had broken up in 2013, which, first of all, we haven't really acknowledged this yet, how weird it is that he played vampire yes. on Vampire tyrants. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's with all the
1: vampires? Um, yeah, there's such a similarity there, too, because, like, I would say Ian and Nina were the Robin Kristen of the Vampire Diaries franchise? Yeah, like, people were obsessed with them together.
0: Literally, yeah. I know. What's with Nikki Reed being kind of involved with the two big, yeah, vampire couples?
1: <laughs> I know that's so true. She's like the Jacob. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, she is. <laughs> she is Jacob. Okay. But apparently, she started dating Ian Sommerhalder. I always struggle with his last name. I know. In mid-2014. I would... And when is mid? I would say mid is kind of, like... June. May, which is when... Or, yeah, June. But her and Paul announced their separation in March 2014. So... Okay, very quickly. That's really quick, right?
1: Yeah, and also, like... Okay, like, you just... You never know what's going on with people, but, like... So, Ian and Nina broke up in 2013, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like that's not enough time to have passed for your friend to then be dating your ex. I could see if it's, like, five years later and, like, everyone's moved on. But, like, a year later, like, I don't know, like, a year, I feel like you're still kind of recovering from a breakup.
0: I know. If it was actually, like, a really deep relationship, which I think they did date for a couple years, Mm -hmm. um that is probably kind of traumatizing <laughs>
1: yeah I mean this is it's kind of shady of Ian
0: yeah it is so Ian and Nikki were seen on dates and stuff and then there were all these articles in August 2014 saying that they had moved in together after only three weeks of dating Wow okay so what? that
1: that shows a pattern
0: I know but it also <laughs> makes me think like is it really three weeks? What if it's only three weeks to the public? Exactly. It looks longer. You know?
1: Yeah, it makes you wonder, yeah. too, like, when did this relationship really start? Because also, I feel like if you just got separated from your husband or broke up with your husband three months ago, like, a divorce is huge. Like, you would still it be is. recovering from that as well. To so then move in with someone. Like, I could see why Paul wrote all these really sad breakup songs. Like, that's yeah. tough.
0: It must have seemed like you're not even sad. Like, what? You're just with this vampire guy and (laughs) you're all happy and stuff. Like, it must have been so sad. Um, And, like, it is interesting. When you Google Nikki Reed, I swear to God, like, the first pictures that come up are, like, her and Nina Dobrev. Yeah. Like, I guess they were actually really good friends.
1: Yeah, I couldn't Um, tell if those were old or if they're still friends now.
0: I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they still are. Um but some of them definitely were old. Mm-hmm. So apparently this is also so gossipy. Like you said, like I do feel really superficial and yeah. shady for sharing this. But whatever. There was around the time that all this news was coming out about Nikki and Ian, you know, People magazine, whatever, Nina posted on her Snapchat, I guess. <laughs> Oh my God. I hate that I know this. She posted this, like, poem, and this is what it says. I give, you take. I break, you fake. Pity, I bleed. You dive in deep into my blood as thick as syrup. Tell me, are you a mosquito?
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> Obviously, that's about Ian. I know. The <laughs> blood? Mosquito, I know. that's so vampire-ish. <laughs> I
0: know. <laughs> right?
1: Uh, also, pity reminds me of uh, Jane.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the pity is in capital letters for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> pity. So in on July 22nd, 2014, again, this is really gossipy. Hollywood Life had this article titled, Ian Somerhalder and Nikki Reed, Be Honest with Your Exes About Romance. And, and Nikki, it's, it's like all directed to them. It's kind of a weird article. Mm. It's great yeah, it that you're honest. finding happiness with each other. But because you used to couple date with each of your exes, Nina Dobrev and Paul McDonald, you really need to keep them informed. They shouldn't be finding about your blossoming romance from the media. Now, aside from the fact that you are both still close and in touch with your exes, you oh, and that that's kinda true to what you said that she still contacted him. Um you yeah. all also used to double date and be very friendly as couples. Nikki, you were close friends with Nina, such tight friends that you even recorded a PSA together about getting covered by health insurance just a few months ago. Oh my god. In March twenty fourteen. Yeah. Which is true, but then I was like, Well that could be just random. But they did yeah. film some little PSA about health insurance. How did they become um, friends? I have no idea. I should have investigated that. Mm. I'm sorry, folks. Maybe they just met at like events and yeah, stuff. Yeah, sure. I don't know. They
1: probably run in the same circles.
0: Yeah. Um, but there are all these selfies of them together online. Wow. Wait, I don't really I, know what they're I from. Like
1: they're still friends. Can I Google this real quick?
0: No, well, they. I think they are. And oh, like think it's going to come up later. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know about like today if they are, but they were after this. Okay, like, well, this that's didn't...
1: really mature of Nina.
0: I know. I would. Yeah.
1: I would not stay friends with someone who. I know. Started dating um, my ex, but that's just
0: me. And apparently, allegedly, I don't know if this is true, they also, Nina and Nikki both hooked up with or dated or whatever, Derek Huff. I don't even oh. know who that is.
1: Yeah, from Dancing with the Stars.
0: okay yeah (laughs) and like later when I was reading stuff I saw something about Nina and Derek Huff again so I was like okay this must be true yeah um so I don't know you know actors celebrities are so weird that way I don't understand it I feel like regular people like if your friend dates your ex it's like the end of the world you know but it seems like actors do that all the time they like just keep seeing people they always double all dip. the time yeah <laughs> double tip <laughs> yeah i i feel like i would lose my mind but yeah I, I, I feel like their world is smaller than ours yeah it's like they're all at a small high school and they don't yeah. have that many options yeah <laughs> i don't know um some but, friend groups so, do do that yeah that's true it's still definitely tumultuous though
1: Yeah, never leads to anything good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So Nikki and Ian announced their engagement February 5th, sorry, February 2015, Mm -hmm. which was only nine months after filing for divorce. Paul must
1: have been, like, so
0: bereaved. I know. I know. Life goes on. Yeah, so it's interesting, though. Her and Ian got married April twenty sixth, twenty fifteen. Not long after that, Mm-mm. in Malibu again. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which is why when you said that, I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> how many guests? Isn't that weird? Do you know? Um, I'm not sure how many guests. Yeah. That is I don't think too big.
1: I wonder if it was the same venue. Um. <laughs>
0: You can't do that. You can't get married in the same town. Yeah. I don't know.
1: <laughs> no, that's odd. Because it's like the same guests coming, too. I don't to really bring back memories.
0: <laughs> I know. And I feel like Malibu is like such a distinct place. Yeah. It's like, Malibu wedding. Oh, another Malibu wedding.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, I
0: mean, she must have really
1: had a good time the first time.
0: Yeah. Okay, so here's something about the wedding. The Twilight actress and Vampire Diaries Heartthrob threw a surprise wedding for their family and friends on April 26th that they billed as a housewarming party. So I guess people didn't know it was going to be a wedding. Yeah. Oh, wow. Isn't that crazy? And then they brought guests to Topanga Canyon. Where they did the vows and they threw a reception. Wow! And it was supposed to be like a Louisiana backyard barbecue feel, with food stations and a dance floor, and I guess because Ian's from New Orleans, or New Orleans, mm. I never know how to say. It. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, they got married. And she said that the celebration was about food, the dancing, and the love. (laughs) Okay. That's sweet. How do you feel about that
1: surprise wedding? Like, you think you're going to one event, but it's actually a wedding?
0: Um, I don't know. I think it would probably be really exciting, but... Some... I don't know. I'm, like, not the biggest surprise person. No, <laughs> and part of me feels like I might be like, what? I wish I was wearing something different. Or yeah, like, exactly. Oh uh, wait. Are we going to stay up, like, all night? Like, yeah. all right, let's do this. But, like, I don't know. Or, like, I feel like
1: a lot of people would be like,
0: oh, it's just a housewarming party. I'm
1: going to show up late or... You know yeah, or I mean? not like, go. I might not go. Like, I'm just not up to going out tonight. But if you, if you knew <laughs> yeah. it was a wedding, you would have gone. <laughs> That's
0: so true. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I my like gosh. I think a lot
1: of people would have turned down the invite, thinking it was just a mm-hmm. housewarming party.
0: Mm-hmm. I didn't see any, like, there weren't really any mentions of people I knew there. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. see anything about, I don't know. Maybe the, I think that they were pretty private about it for a long time. But maybe they were there. I just didn't see any mention of Alexa Vega or Jackson or anything. But I'm sure they were. Um, Okay, so now I just have kind of a list of things that she's been up to. Read it off. (laughs) Because it's a lot. (laughs) So this is around, like, 2015, 2016 time. There's just so much of her doing – attending events and promoting things for – Animal rights. Nice. Sustainable bags. Nice. <laughs> recycled jewelry.
1: We love a sustainable she did an- queen.
0: <laughs> yeah, she did an <laughs> eco-friendly beauty collab. Wow. Um, she's wearing a lot of wide-brim hats at this time.
1: Nice.
0: Uh, she did hand dyeing head scarves. She's doing yoga. She started making pottery she made some wall art nice (laughs) and she also i was just looking at her instagram she called shailene woodley her friend and soul sister i saw that actually she Mm -hmm. seems
1: like she would be a little crunchy like shailene
0: yeah she she is i feel like she has really you know Even into the hippie thing but I think it's really cool and yeah there's a lot more to say about this it's like almost it's I was like kind of laughing it's just a little amusing to me how much she was doing
1: yeah I know she really keeps busy yeah I like that it's not like all just like acting and stuff too it's really interesting her hobbies that she's picked up
0: yeah yeah it's like so much it's yeah I mean I relate to that too like there's so many things I want to do too but I was just going through, reading reading all these articles, and even going through her Instagram, and I'm just like, oh my god, another thing? Like, what the fuck? She's well, like, I'm of... doing this. It's <laughs> really beautiful,
1: like, going back to what we said about 13, and how she was, like, a troubled teen, and, like, getting into all these things that really could have easily gone down a different path, and then to fast forward into the future, and she's, you know, being so creative, yeah. and, you know... Doing yoga and doing philanthropy and crafts. Like, that's
0: really nice. She's changed so much. Okay, so there is not a lot going on in 2016. Also, I'm sorry. I think you can hear Fitz eating in the background. Oh, hungry boy. Oh, he's hungry. He likes to eat late. Okay, there's not a lot going on in 2016. I don't really know what she was up to, but... She did speak at this organization for women's careers called Create and Cultivate. And she said, in the next five years, I'd like to be able to look at all of you and say, I've gone back to school and have something to show for it. She added that she's always enrolling in classes wherever I am. I was shooting in Baton Rouge for a long time. Mm. Breaking Dawn? Breaking down. Months and months. I enrolled at LSU and took psychology and I'm taken classes at SMC UCLA <laughs> Extension.
1: Oh my God! What? So from dawn she was taking college classes <laughs> at the university at Louisiana? Wait, what is it? The University of L- Louisiana? I don't know. LSU. LSU. That's crazy. She really is like trying to dip her toes into everything. I really respect it. I know. Can you imagine if she pursues that fully and then is your therapist? yeah right
0: (laughs) yeah it's crazy um it's very inspiring so in february 2017 she posted a picture on her instagram of her her and nina with a very long caption in 2017 should
1: i read it yeah oh my god yeah read it
0: okay it says for the last few years we thought addressing any baseless rumors with silence was the best way besides who wants to respond to made-up stories about friends backstabbing friends cheating exes or cast members exiting shows on lowbrow websites like hollywood life (laughs) that's literally the the um publication i read from earlier (laughs) that are just perpetuating trends that preceded us. Yuck. I now see that silence was taken as an opportunity to fill in the blanks with even more falsities and juicier stories. And we, yes, we believe we have a moral responsibility to young girls to end that narrative. Because at the end of all this, those young girls are the ones who lose. Their passion and endless devotion for a TV show is being taken advantage of, replaced with feelings of anger through divisive techniques, and even worse, their minds are being shaped and molded as their view of themselves, other girls, and what those dynamics should look like are being formed. So here's to putting an end to all those fake stories of onset jealousy, betrayal, made-up friendships lost, and women hating women. Because at the end of the day, that's where this is what this is about. Teaching girls that you have to hate other girls only breeds a generation of women who believe you have to hate other women. And that's what these magazines, websites, and blogs don't understand. That is the harmful, unintended consequence of their bullshit stories, and we have a moral responsibility to fix that. Let's turn this page together as we all walk into the next chapter peacefully. And finally, let's use this as an example of how important it is to stop this trend of writing horrible headlines about women. Painting us as bitter, angry, insecure, heartbroken, childless, feuding, backstabbing monsters because, whether we want to admit it or not... It changes the way all women view themselves. And shame on these websites, we're now targeting an even younger demographic, instilling this at an earlier age when girls are more susceptible, more vulnerable, and more malleable. When we write these headlines, we teach hate. I've seen it firsthand. Let's shift what we put into the universe starting now, and hopefully we will start to see a shift in the way we treat each other and view ourselves. Heart.
1: Hmm. So, I'm guessing, like, did she write that with
0: Nina? I don't know. She acts like she's speaking
1: for the three of them.
0: I know. That's interesting. Um, and I, you know what? I don't know if Nina posted something. I wonder if I can, like, quickly find it. Obviously, like, she's married to Ian, so, like, she knows what's up with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a good point. Like, was Nina actually, like, involved in this, or did she just kind of do it? I don't know.
1: It sounds like they are all still cool and like her, yeah Nina has no bad blood not to use a pun um but. I have to say though like I don't necessarily think her argument there like is what it is I think it's a very natural assumption to make that there would be drama or heartbreak or bitterness if two yeah. people are friends And one long-term relationship breaks up and the other friend starts dating that person's ex, like, a year later.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's
1: Mm kind of natural. But celebrities do seem to have this, like, like dis not disconnect, like, distance from stuff like that, where they're not, like, bitter or emotional and they can all just (laughs) sing, like, Kumbaya and act, like, really chill and, like, New Age about stuff like that, like...
0: Yeah, I wonder I, if they just force themselves to.
1: Yeah, like, especially when they break up with them, like, we still remain the best of friends in this new evolution evolution of love together. Like, what? <laughs> if that was the case, you wouldn't be breaking up. Like, I just kind of don't get the maturity that they have because it seems unrealistic.
0: I doubt they don't feel anything. I'm sure they do. Yeah, Like, they must just i don't know make themselves like go to parties or something like just to make it easier for their careers because they probably think like i have to keep seeing these people in a way you know especially like i'm pretty sure her and ian were still on the show together so yeah um that's true she left the show though yeah that's true
1: (laughs) that also gives truth to the rumors but i know i just think it's like you don't have to also then spread this idea that like In order to not be a woman who hates a woman, you have to, like, still stay friends with someone who's, like, dating someone who you used to date. If that, like, hurts you, because it's, like, you don't have to keep anyone in your life and stay friends with them, like, if you have to do the emotional labor of, like, being okay with it, you know?
0: Yeah, I wouldn't want anyone to think that they, like, have to love their ex's new girlfriend or something, or, like, you know? Um, Also,
1: sometimes I get, like, upset by, like, okay... I don't know. This could be a bad opinion, but like, upset when people mm-hmm. use the like "woman hating women" argument to make it so like women can't like criticize any other women. If that oh makes sense. yeah, I know because it's like I feel like you're then saying that women are not allowed to like have like like feelings. I don't know, like like any uh, negative opinion about another woman. Oh my god! Like I was commenting on the and just like that, like incident. oh yeah, I was so upset with the plot. Miranda's plot and I was like I just yeah you know I just don't buy it like it's just and someone commented like women hating women it's like I'm allowed like, to criticize off. a character on the tv show <laughs> don't say it because I'm a woman I don't have that right
0: <laughs> I know right it's like you're not what we're only allowed to have opinions about men like that's very weird and do people say
1: that to men <laughs> like men hating men you're not allowed to criticize other
0: men like no <laughs> yeah it also feels like kind of in some way, another form of sexism that yeah. you, like, can't criticize. I feel like that always happens in, like, the music industry, too. Yeah, exactly. Like, if anyone says anything about a female artist, it's like, women hating women. It's yeah. like, okay, hey, I guess I'll just shut up. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Sometimes it's
1: fair, so.
0: You should respond you're silencing a woman. Yeah,
1: exactly. Right now, <laughs> I know. I think it was a man who said it too. Women hating women, like oh, oh my god, god, that's even, even worse.
0: Uh-huh. That's even worse. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, no one asked you, dude. It's also a
1: fictional character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: woman hating. I don't
1: hating... think Miranda cares what Melissa Duffy thinks.
0: <laughs> actually, it's woman hating fictional character. So yeah. <laughs> not the same. I actually just while we we're talking finally scrolled back to nina's instagram in 2017 mm-hmm. i'm trying to see if there's anything um yeah, okay just- so nikki posted this february 2017
1: i just think objectively like i don't know if you can really criticize like the media or people for thinking that there would be beef there because that's just an objectively like beefy scenario like (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: it is. It's like, oh, they were friends. Oh, now she's dating her ex It
1: also is quite interesting because the rumors about her fallout with Kristen Stewart are somewhat Mm -hmm. similar in nature about there being like animosity about this breakup and her she used to date Rob and then Kristen breaks up with Michael for Rob and I you know. know, again, we don't know. I'm sure I'm sure Nikki and Christian are totally cool and don't have any <gasps> animosity. Oh, did you find something?
0: She put... Po- oh, my God. She did post in February wow. a picture of her Nikki and Ian. Oh, my
1: goodness. Is it a recent picture or before they got together?
0: I don't know. This caption is... I, it doesn't have anything to do with what she said though. What Nikki said. It says, Can't believe how time flies. Farewell dinner with Team Sommer Reed. <laughs> I don't know. So good to be catching up with these goofballs. All heart. Okay. That's oh my god. Odd. Someone commented she should be sitting next to Ian instead of Nikki. Oh my god. Oh my god. Someone said five years ago, still hope, praying emoji. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, I feel so bad for the Nina and Ian chippers. Like, I know. I, I would be crushed, I have to say, if uh, something similar happened with Rob and Kristen. Like, it is, like, it does look bad, but obviously they don't care, so it's like, we shouldn't care, but, I mean, I really don't care.
0: <laughs> There's a lot of people with crying emojis. Aww. Oh, someone posted rain emojis.
1: How about that? Break up though. We. I mean, maybe, maybe Nina broke up with Ian. In that case, it's different.
0: Who knows? Oh, but that. Oh my gosh. Poem, someone,
1: though.
0: I know. Someone said didn't age well.
1: It didn't age well. I think it had already <laughs> aged.
0: I know. Oh <laughs> my goodness. What do you mean? I mean this post and this trio. Why though? What happened? Well, Nina. <laughs> Well, nina and nikki were best friends and ian was with nina and after they broke up ian married nikki <laughs>
1: that is quite scandalous i love how i wonder if nina went to the wedding
0: i don't know that i don't know okay we gotta keep going is
1: nina happy do you know if she's in a relationship no.
0: oh i don't know i don't know
1: i have a feeling she is but i'm not sure
0: i hope she's happy yeah Okay, so, well, there were all these articles about, like, will they have kids? They want to have mm. kids. I feel like there were so many <laughs> like that, even for Robson. Yeah, well, there um, was actually
1: some with her and Paul, too, and she was like, I'm not ready for kids just yet. I think you have to be married to someone for a while.
0: Yeah. Um, so, July 25th, 2017, her and Ian had a baby, a daughter named Bodie. Odie? Bodie? Yeah, B O D H I Oh B O D H Yeah Bodhi, oh, B-O-D-H-I. So, yeah, I don't know if I'm Oh that's right. a while ago. Bode? I thought they
1: their baby was like an infant.
0: No. That's... Now it's not. She's not. Um Bodhi like Soleil. Yeah. Bodhi Soleil read somewhere <laughs> <older>. <laughs> Pretty hippie name.
1: Yeah.
0: It seems like her and Ian are really living this like hippie life right yeah, now. Yeah,
1: very bohemian.
0: Hmm. and i wonder if he was like that already or if she kind of rubbed off on him mm. you know i wonder yeah so um also the same year she set up a sustainable jewelry company with her friend morgan called "Buy you with love hey and what they do is they work with dell to turn Recycled technology into jewelry. Wow. That's I know. so cool. Yeah. Because I guess like computers have like gold inside them. Wow. Yeah. I know. It's pretty cool. And so September 2017, her and Ian were f- featured on this podcast called Dr. Berlin's Informed Pregnancy Podcast, wow. where they were asked when they decided to try for a baby. And So they ended up getting in trouble for making some jokes here. Um, She said, when he threw out all my birth control pills and laughed, and he said, he explained the real reason that they were on vacation in Barcelona with friends and they agreed to have children at the same time so they could grow up together, same time as their friends. Um, And she said it was just the time. And then he continued joking and was like, unbeknownst to poor Nikki, she didn't realize I was going to going into her purse and take out her birth control. It was the beginning of the pack and I had to pop them all out. There were like 25 of them. And he said, there's a six minute video of her freaking out. Okay, um, that makes it seem
1: like it's not a joke. Like, yeah, I, I know, <laughs> also, I know like, right? If he pops them out, she's going to know that the birth control is not there. Like...
0: I actually think he did do it, but, like, that she was in on it. Yeah,
1: it definitely seems like she is in on it. And, like, also, like, when you have birth control, like, it's not like you just have one pack and, like, that's it. Like, they usually give you, like, a couple months worth. (laughs) So, it's like, if she really needed it, she could have gotten some.
0: Mm hmm So, I guess a couple days later, there was, like, negative reaction on Twitter. People saying, (sighs) like... Oh, uh, you're making light of forced pregnancy and stuff. And they were not happy. I don't know whose Twitter account it was, but it was like a joint statement. Maybe it was on both of theirs. It said, We never expected a lighthearted interview. We did poking fun at each other and how we chose together to get pregnant yeah. to turn into something representing very serious matter. If this somehow sheds light on a topic that definitely needs mainstream attention, then we are grateful for the unintended consequence. Um, that's a nice we are, response yeah we are two happily married people who chose together to have a baby <laughs> the end
1: yeah like obviously <laughs> people know that like that's not what they meant and like they like it's obviously I know. not like a forced pregnancy so
0: i know do people actually think like i feel like i'm surprised people even listen to that podcast I know. To <laughs> I bet it was like, Vampire Diaries fans. Oh, that's to true.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, it's, like, I feel like at this point, Nikki Reed's, like, not famous enough for people to have been, like, <laughs> listening to this pregnancy podcast that she's on, <laughs> and then enough people to get outraged.
0: I bet a lot of Nina and Ian oh, shippers, like, listen so to true. it out of hate. That's so true. Uh,
1: I would hate to be, like, in Nikki's position, no people have a vendetta against you, like, and yeah. uh, anything you say is going to be used
0: against you. I know. So, yeah, that was some some drama. Um, and then she was in a couple of small movies over the years. From 2015 to 2016, she was on 18 episodes of a show called Sleepy Hollow on Fox, and... In 2019, she was in the TV show V Wars, which also starred Ian. And that's the last acting she's done as of now. Oh, wow. Wait, when was that? It was in 2019. 2019.
1: Okay. I mean, yeah, makes sense with COVID and everything.
0: Yeah. But it seems like, if I had to guess, it kind of seems like she's done with acting.
1: Yeah. And I'm happy for that, for her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because she seems happy without it.
0: Yeah because even though there has been the pandemic i do think a lot of actors like have been booking jobs yeah you know and i, I she's doing a lot i'm gonna get to that but like she's i don't think she really considers herself an actor anymore yeah i mean
1: she's kind of like a philanthropist entrepreneur like the yeah
0: the whole jewelry business that's so cool i know it's like a legit business she's She's, um, actually, I guess I'll just read it today. Today, she's still with Ian, and she's the CEO of this Bayou With Love jewelry company. Wow. Seems like it's pretty successful. She's also the creative director of the vegan sneaker brand Lochi. Wow. Which I actually heard an ad for on another podcast. I had no idea it was, like a business that she worked for. That's And incredible. she's also, I know, she's also the strategic advisor for Genexa, a clean medicine company.
1: She's way too busy to act at <laughs> all. Like, even if she I wanted know. to, that's, you know, that really offends me because I saw this, like, one of those videos of, like, why Hollywood won't cast Nikki. It's like, I don't think mm-hmm. she's trying. Like, she's, I don't think she is. She has, like, three jobs right now. She doesn't have she time does. that.
0: She's also, like, living farm life. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, her in... Ian have chickens and cows, um, wow, and she seems like she's doing photography too.
1: Oh my goodness!
0: <laughs> I, know, it's I wish I was
1: her. Like
0: honestly, it's she, crazy. Do they live in Malibu? I'm not sure actually where they live. I Get that vibe. Um, I know I could see that. Yeah, I mean, in some ways it's a little bit like it's a little weird because. She was an actor, and it's, like, how does she become a CEO and creative director? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really know, but I could believe that, like, just managing, being an actor and all—knowing about publicity and how businesses work and stuff, I think, could translate to, you know, running a business. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. And in—she also directed a short film in 2019— called andy's song um in march 2020 her and ashley green were both at this like (laughs) launch party for rachel zoe's spring box of style launch party at bungalow one at iconic chateau marmont um and the article (laughs) framed it kind of like twilight reunion but i think they like literally just bumped into each other that's funny but there is a picture of them like laughing and talking and they pose together um And I listened to this (laughs) podcast that I actually enjoyed. It was called Cancel Me, Baby. (laughs) And the episode came out in March 20, May 2020. Um, And it was hosted by two, I think, I'm not sure if they still are, but they were like e-reporters from red carpets. Um, And they had two men guests on the show that were red carpet reporters, too and it was actually so fascinating they were talking about like just how different the business is today and how basically it sucks now like they were saying like back in the day if you went to a, a movie premiere that was starring Tom Cruise you could pretty much bet that you were going to talk to Tom Cruise wow. now you you can only talk to someone that's in the movie for like ten seconds or something, and wow. they say like they don't even know usually when they get there like because ha- they haven't seen movies yet. Obviously, like premieres, like mm. they don't know how big of someone' role someone's role is, and oh, like managers so managers will say like, um, "Oh, we can't get you this actor, but you can talk to this person," and they're like, "Okay," but and they're like, <laughs> they're Who like- is it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're kind of a nobody," <laughs> but um. I thought Nikki Reed was going to be on this podcast, so I listened to the whole thing. Oh, wait, she um,
1: wasn't?
0: I, I did, she wasn't. They just talk about her. But oh. the episode title was called Nikki Reed Has Twilight Amnesia. And it was just kind of this funny story where they were asking, like, have you ever had, like, an awkward encounter with a celebrity? And the guy was saying he was at an environmental event, Mm -hmm. duh, and she was there. And he asked her if she would do a Vampire Diaries reunion ever. Oh, he asked Nikki if
1: she'd do a Vampire Diaries reunion? Yeah. Okay.
0: And she she was like, I wasn't in Vampire Diaries. And he's like, yes, you were. And she's like, no, I wasn't. And he said, yeah, you were. And, um... (laughs) (laughs) They're just saying it's funny because she did not throw a bone at all. Like oh she didn't say like, I think you're thinking of Twilight or anything. That's she just so kept funny. being like, I don't know what you're talking about. That's and- so
1: funny. She <laughs> didn't throw a bone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they Oh oh no, it was Twilight, not vampire diaries. I wasn't in that. I don't know what Yeah, you're she about. didn't <laughs> yeah. or she could have been like oh no my husband was in that not me i know
0: <laughs> so funny she just acted like she had no idea <laughs> kind of weird
1: yeah that's kind of mean i
0: know <laughs>
1: obviously it's an honest mistake
0: yeah um and there, this remind me of what you were talking about with Zach shepard like they were saying that a lot of times they have no idea what somebody's project is, like, yeah. what their movie or what their album, like, they have no idea, and they're just, like, faking it, and like, I've always wondered that, like, especially for late-night hosts, like, that are on every night, and, like, yeah, you... they're always talking to guests. I'm, like, do they know what this is?
1: Oh, I know, especially when um, it's, like, about promoting a book. Like, do they read everybody's <laughs> book before they on yeah. the show? Because they act like they've read it, but I doubt they have.
0: I know. How do they have like, the time, they have time to, like,
1: exactly. consume every single person's project who comes on the show?
0: I don't know. Seems like, based on this podcast, they fake it sometimes. But yeah. these are just red carpet reporters, so I don't know. Not just. I won't say just. But, um, yeah. And it's funny. The girl said, I was interviewing her later that night, and she asked if she would want her kid to be an actor. And she said, I want them to be farmers.
1: <laughs> i would love yeah. to have nikki rita as a mom she seems like
0: i don't know it'd be very fun she seems so cool yeah um and okay sorry i feel like i have so much but in may 2021 ian made this post about nikki and he said what many of you may not know is this woman is the reason i was able to actually able to build Brothers Bond Bourbon. I have no idea what that is. I've never disclosed this publicly, but this woman worked selflessly for two years to build me out of a terrible business situation I got myself into. And it's crazy, because, like, when I was doing this research earlier, like, years back, I came across some article that seemed fake to me, kind of like a blind item, that she got him out of debt. And I was like, "Uh, I doubt it. But turns out it was true.
1: (laughs) Wow. Wow. She's a real business woman.
0: She is. Like,
1: she's very savvy.
0: I was kind of, like, rolling my eyes, though. I'm like, what is this Brothers Bond bourbon? Like, what are you doing?
1: Brothers I Bond. I don't know. It sounds <laughs> like... Wait, Brothers Bond bourbon? Yeah. Okay, it seems like something helping the youth bourbon. <laughs> nice but Is it, alliteration. like, a drink? Let me look it up. It sounds like a charity brothers bond. Bourbon.
0: but that's like a
1: whiskey oh you're right it's just a whiskey
0: i guess he's our friendship's
1: it. true strength true our friendship's true bond strengthened while drinking bourbon both on and off for <laughs> over a decade oh wait so- is this him
0: and paul wesley yes <laughs> oh my gosh they have a bourbon that's crazy yes. that's weird oh my god yeah that's a
1: picture of them that's cute. Okay, that makes is sense. Cute. Brothers bond bourbon because they're brothers, they're in brothers the show. They're brothers on the show, yeah. yeah so in one of these days, guys, guys, I am going to watch Vampire Diaries. Mm-hmm. Um, okay,
0: I just got to get this out there because I feel like I have some kind of bias or something. Sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like a little resentful of celebrities when they like start a business. Yeah. I don't know. And I was well, getting over that with nikki because i feel like she's so dedicated to the environment and animal rights and stuff um -hmm. but for some reason this bourbon i'm like ugh. you're preying on us i think nikki
1: is genuinely involved in her projects i'm not sure but i always wonder of like when celebrities do have a business or a brand how much are they literally involved like like Mm -hmm. for example like kendall jenner her tequila company what is she doing like does she does she sit in on meetings like does she look at the like profit and loss like does she have any say in like who does the business stuff like I doubt she's Mm -hmm. actually running the company same with Kylie Jenner like is she actually like I don't know like doing any work or just kind of the face of the company and someone else is doing it like as a ghost CEO
0: you know I have no idea. I'm so curious. I feel like but it's no like, one talks where, about that. Where would she even have the knowledge from, though, to exactly. run that kind of business?
1: Exactly. Like, even, like, <laughs> like, do they, does she even come up with, like, I want this type of product? Like,
0: and, I don't know. And
1: how does she know how to hire the right people? Like, I, I just feel like she probably doesn't really do anything, right?
0: I know. I don't know.
1: But I feel like that's the case for most celebrities. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Who knows? But not
1: Nikki Reed. I think she's genuinely involved.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I was actually really enjoying this. I was, like, watching a couple of videos with her talking about sustainability and stuff, and uh, I really loved it. Like, I loved her views on things. Like, she was talking about, you know, not being so extreme about it because that kind of turns people off mm. and people and even makes people resent it. Like, yeah, mm, you're, like, tree-hugging things. Fuck that. Like, she was saying... You know, for instance, she's into animal rights, so like today she wouldn't necessarily buy leather. But she says like I have this these leather boots. I've had them for ten years. I'm gonna have these for my whole life, and like I wouldn't throw these away and then buy new vegan shoes because that's wasteful. And like, yeah, you know, leather actually like does go back into the earth. Like it's biodegradable. Where a lot of she was saying a lot of um vegan things are actually not sustainable so it's like yeah sometimes it's better to use secondhand things and you know just buy less things and it's cool and that's what she wants with her jewelry too is like she thinks people should like keep these pieces forever and like hand them down to their kids and stuff like it's cool
1: i've seen the jewelry too it looks so beautiful
0: it does i know i feel like you would never know it was recycled
1: yeah and I've never even thought about that, that that there's, like, golden computers and stuff. So. I know.
0: Crazy. Um, yeah, and then, really, I'm at the end of all my notes now. My main takeaway was, like, I went into this thinking I really wasn't going to like her, but she seems, like, really sweet and soft-spoken and mm-hmm. has, like, this gentle voice and yeah. smart, and I really liked her, so...
1: She seems so humble, too, actually, like, I, again, I feel like I went into it thinking she was, I don't know, a little bit arrogant and kind of all the qualities that Rosalie has, which I think is, like, actually props to her for making people think that, like, she is Rosalie, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of that was the way she was typecast throughout her career as kind of the mean girl. I know. But... She seems like even when she was talking about thirteen and stuff, like she just had so much humility and um was really good at like being introspective about it, and and was yeah. like you know I like kind of laughing like I thought I was like you know knew it all but I didn't, and I, I really like that.
0: Me too. Yeah, she seems really wise. Mm-hmm.
1: Seems like such a good mom too. So yeah. sweet, and yeah, I mean like the Nina stuff is like. Like I said, like, objectively, people you can see how people would have a, an opinion, but I'm happy that they are able to, like, be friends, and...
0: Yeah. She t- Seems like a good person. She does. Yeah. There's some interesting gossip in there, but mm-hmm. who even knows the truth is? Yeah. And she seems really cool. So, I'm really happy. Like, I was so surprised. I was like, Me wow. Me too. Yeah. I actually like her.
1: (laughs) I think it goes to show, too, that, like, the more time, not necessarily always the case, but when you, like, spend dedicated time that you spend to, like, looking into someone and, like, trying to get to know them, you like them more.
0: Yeah, that's so true. Oh, my gosh. Beautiful. (gasps) Nikki,
1: we love you. We're so happy for you (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, and everything you're doing. I
0: know. I, I... Really respect everything she's doing. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Amazing. It's so <laughs> interesting to, oh my gosh, like just since Twilight to see where all the kids have gone. You know. Yeah. It's so cool.
1: I know. Which actor would you guys want us to cover next if we did another episode like this? Yeah.
0: Hmm. Let us know.
1: I was just gonna say Taylor Lautner. We've already done. Great, done it. Um, My main
0: takeaway from that was him ordering the salad and saying, Yeah, I know it's extra. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, the garden <laughs> salad versus Caesar salad. <sighs> oh, I love me a good Caesar salad though.
0: Mm hmm. Classic. Mm hmm. It's a classic.
1: Well, yeah, I think that's it. Um,.
0: We love you guys. We love you, but we but never got to catch. catch. You can contact us at anotherbiteoftwilight at gmail.com. Or find us on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at anotherbiteoftwilight. The music is by Traces. See you next time.